Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and this is another one of my Think on Your Feet episodes, in which I'm playing as Norman Withers through the circle undone. And this is it, the finale, I hope. We're going to take on In the Clutches of Chaos and Before the Black Throne. It feels like this campaign has gone a lot quicker than some previous campaigns, and I'm sure it's partly down to the fact that we've had Think on Our Feet, where patrons have played along with the cast and used my deck to do their own attempts at all the scenarios I've done. And I've definitely felt like that's lit a little bit of a fire underneath my Think on Our Feet. I Think on Your Feet plays, rather. Just that excitement of sharing what I'm doing with other people who have a bit more of a vested interest, it's been really cool. So if you've been someone who's taken part in that, thank you. I've really enjoyed it and I hope we can do more. Big shout out to Chris who suggested it. He's a legend. Thanks, Chris. Really cool idea. I felt it's been another really fun thing to do to include the community and to have that sense of community in this game that can be very much by oneself. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Right. Scenario 7, In the Clutches of Chaos. The Chariot, 7. The conquest has begun. All shall tremble before the host of chaos. Submit or perish. Forced, when doom would be placed on the agenda, instead place one breach on a number of different random locations equal to one more than the number of investigators. So two. And that's on different random locations. Two breaches on different random locations. Forced, when a breach would be placed on a location with three breaches, instead resolve an incursion on that location. We'll cover that if we get to it. Seven Doom. The art is of some hellhounds pulling a chariot or pulling a person with a whip. And it's incredible. Act 1A, Dark Knowledge, version 1. The state of the city continues to decay. Breaches in reality begin to rip through the fabric of the earth, and a faint melody of discordant pipes can be heard throughout the streets. Norman's back from the unvisited isle, having disrupted Sanford's ritual, but unleashed Annette Mason. She's now possessed by evil. And on his return, a gigantic storm is sweeping through town. He finds... Of all people, Anna Caslow, who, who reminds him that he's rejected his fate and admonishes him slightly for not trusting in what she saw. And he feels that he has to do something and he has to stop reality tearing apart. I feel a little bit like it's confirmation of everything that Norman started to doubt. If you can have confirmation of doubt, he started to doubt in science, he started to doubt in his education, he started to believe in things beyond the realm of science and there's just more proof so there's a little thing we have to do before we go any further we should have done this in setup but i've waited until now to do it we need to have produced two breaches already so there are eight locations in play and i've got two eight-sided die to run us through the locations i'm starting in south side which is in the middle but on the top row we have the merchant district and that connects across to rivertown and they both connect back to south side as well it's a nice little triangle So Merchant District is one, and Rivertown is two. Then in the middle row, we've got Hangman's Hill, where it all ends, Uptown, Southside, where I am, French Hill, and the Silver Twilight Lodge, shrouded in mystery. 
So that's three, four, five, six, seven. And then just below Southside, there's a, a single path to the South Church. So I think the South Church sits on a square in Southside. And we can get there. So that will be my number eight. So where are our breaches? I've rolled two fives, so I re-roll one. They have to be different. Three and five. Three is Hangman's Hill, where it all ends. And five is Southside, where we are. Let's draw our opening hand. Mists of Rillier, level four. Storm of Spirits, level three. Banish, level one. Mr. Rook. Shriveling, level three. Hmm. Well, that's kind of corking. Rook and Shriveling early on is brilliant. Mists could be super useful as well. So maybe I chuck Banish and Storm, and I look for any of my assets. Black Book, Crystalline Elder Sign, and Hawkeye Folding Camera. So Mulliganing 2 into 13th Vision and Premonition. Redrawing 13th Vision into Working a Hunch. Well, it's not, not too bad. Shuffle up my deck. Yeah, pleased with that all told, I think, as, a, as an opening hand. If we get shriveling down, we've at least got some protection for, from the Hound, obviously, and for any enemies we see. And what's the goal here? So the goal is when we hit three clues, we have to advance. And we can only get clues by removing three breach, breaches from the Act. And whenever we remove breaches, we normally put them on the Act. So we're going to clear breaches to create clues and then collect the clues. And when we hit three, we advance. However, I also know that clues we get after that will help us. So I think the plan might be to try and produce six clues on the board, collect as, you know, as many as we can, and then when we hit three, we'll have to advance, and we then collect the other three, and we're done. Uh, I also think one location at least has clues, the Silver Twilight Lodge, because we're on the Annette is Evil path. So we could also head over there and get a clue. I'd sort of be tempted to wait in case... It gets other clues, and then we can deduction and get two clues in one go, because we can't control where the clues appear. Does that make sense? Clues are kind of random. Right, top of the deck is split the angle. Well, that's a good rook target, but how do we play shriveling and rook this turn? Maybe we don't. Let's reveal our location. If you didn't know any better, you would think Southside was a ghost town. All the residents have retreated into their homes and locked their doors. The only light you see seems to be coming from the Catholic Church to the south. It's two shroud, no clues, there is one breach here. Free trigger, choose and discard any number of cards from your hand. For each card discarded in this way, move one breach from south side to the current act. Well, there's nothing I really want to discard here at the moment, but that's good to know. So first action play shriveling, costs me three. I'm, I'm sort of tempted to slow roll this turn. Second action, take a resource. Third action, play Rook. And the reason for that is there's no point moving yet. Movement is going to be the priority in this scenario because I don't have lots of extra movement in this deck, just two shortcuts and the movement from Mists. And getting to Breaches and locking them down can be really time-consuming. So if I move left to Uptown and then the Breaches that spawn are at French Hill and Silver Twilight Lodge, it's just a complete, complete waste. So yeah, I think I take a resource and play Rook. And we just go nice and slow here. I don't tap Rook because I've got no actions left. Enemy phase, nothing happens. Upkeep, I draw that split the angle and reveal a shortcut. And I go up to one resource. We would place Doom, but we don't place Doom. We do two breaches. One and four. So that's the Merchant District 
and Uptown. So over to the left of the map, we've got Merchant District, Uptown and Hangman's Hill, all with breaches. That's starting to make me think that's a place to work on. And our encounter card is Chaos Manifest. Revelation, test willpower three. Place one breach on X different random locations where X is the amount you failed by. Ooh. Hmm. How do we want to respond to that? We could just chuck in the split the angle. We'd be three up. Let's look at our bag. Skulls are minus X. X is the total amount of doom and breaches on your location. So skulls are minus one. We've got three skulls. And elder things are minus three. If you fail, place one breach on a random location possible dangerous situation here is we pull an elder thing that means we fail by two place two breaches and then we place another for the elder thing likewise if we just pull tentacle we're pulling three breaches as well do i want to premonition this and see if it's worth putting split the angle in let's do that in the player um, the free trigger window in the test i'll play premonition it's a skull that's going to be a minus one so I won't commit anything, and I pass with a minus one. I think we rook first, and then we start working on some of these clues, uh, some of these breaches, rather. So rook for nine. I see shortcut, deny existence five, storm of spirits three, eureka, emergency aid, working a hunch, hawkeye folding camera, knowledge is power, mind over matter. Poor, kind of a weird bunch there. Deny is good for damage. Emergency aid is good for damage. The camera we could play, but there are no clues, so it's going to take a while to charge up. Knowledge is power is always nice in hand as an option for getting rid of things. Eureka is always handy just as another card to commit and more, more draw through the deck. I've only got one resource, so you know a great thing to do would be able to take emergency aid and play it straight away, but if I can see it off the top of the deck, that's even better. Well, what do I not want here? Mind of a matter I don't need. Camera, I don't think so. Hunch, I don't think so. Aid, I don't think so. Spirits, I can't play. So it's between Shortcut, Deny Existence, Eureka, Knowledge is Power. I'll take the Eureka. I don't think there's a right or wrong there. I like all of those cards. One goal I have here is I'm on one experience spare. If I can get four more experience, I could take another Ward 5 or another Deny 5. So getting four XP would be really cool. If I get fewer than four, there's still things I can do, like taking a second Mists or taking a second Crystalline Elder Sign, or even putting in some level zero cancellation as well for XP. So there are options. It just, yeah, four is the goal if we can get there. I think there's only one victory point location, though. Top card is Astounding Revelation. Okay, well, if we can find something to chuck the Eureka in, all is not lost. What... Do we want to discard from our hand, if anything, to clear Southside? I feel like we're going to come back to Southside. I'm not sure we need to do it right now. So first action, I'm going to move to Uptown. Typically a safe neighbourhood, the cobbled streets of Uptown have taken a very different mood this night. Tendrils of mist reach out from the woods that border the town, stretching over Hangman's Brook and crawling through the streets. It's four shroud and no clues. Uh-oh. Action test agility two. For each point you succeed by, remove one breach from the current act. So I could chuck in Eureka to be two on two, Mists to be three on two, split the angle to be four on two, and minus ones or better would get rid of a breach. That's a lot of my hand to get rid of. Do we just head to Hangman's Hill for the second action? 
or we move up to the merchant district for the second action. Let's go to the merchant district. We can at least see what we're dealing with. The commercial centre of Arkham, the merchant district is usually bustling at all hours. But tonight, the dockhands and sailors have vanished, leaving you with a sense of unease. The mist over the dark waters of the Miskatonic River seems to take unnatural shapes as you watch from afar. Two shroud and no clues. Action, discard the top 5, 10 or 15 cards of your deck. For every 5 cards discarded in this way, move one breach from the merchant district to the current act. Draw each weakness discarded in this way. Hmm. First action move, second action move. Don't really want to discard yet. I really want to do these actions and hit them when there are three breaches and in one fell swoop clear the breaches rather than doing single actions for single breaches. So my options here now are draw the Astounding Revelation, doesn't feel good. I could investigate with Eureka, which means I'm hitting the Astounding Revelation. I won't get a clue, but at least I'll be getting the Astounding Revelation resources. It's the equivalent of taking an action to take two resources. Let's do that. I'm six on two. Elder Sign. Uh, how does the order work for this? The Elder Sign triggers first. I can swap the top card of my deck with a card in my hand. I don't want to do that. So I just leave a standing revelation. I pass, which means I look at the top three, seeing a standing revelation, a Hawkeye folding camera, and knowledge is power. I'll use the standing revelation to get a rook charge, and I'll take the knowledge is power. I said it's an action to, to get two resources, but I think normally I like the first standing revelation to just keep rook going, and then the next two to be resources. So yeah, bit of a whiffed elder sign. Bit of a funny turn, really. I kind of would like to roll another one for breaches and then at least I can discard 10 cards here and get two breaches done. And I feel like for Uptown, our plan will be maybe to get a mind over matter and smash that later on. So that was action three. Top card of our deck is a Hawkeye folding camera. Upkeep, we draw the camera, we go to two resources. Top card of our deck is a Eureka, okay? Don't place Doom, two more breaches. Three and three, that's Hangman's Hill, but we have to re-roll one. Seven, which is the Silver Twilight Lodge. Okay, so there are two breaches now on Hangman's Hill. It's probably our target to go and deal with. And our encounter card is Diabolic Voices. Revelation test willpower three. For each point you fail by, discard a random card from your hand. And it's damage and horror if you cannot. Hmm, four on three. We've not really built up our stats. I'm going to tap Rook and search nine. Seeing the Eureka, the Hound, David Renfield. Knowledge is power, working a hunch, crack the case. The 13th vision, crack the case, mind over matter. I'm tempted to take the Eureka because I can commit it to this test. And I saw two weaknesses here, so I could choose not to take the Hound and in fact to take 13th vision. But I think I take the Hound because I know I can deal with it now. So yeah, I'll take Eureka and I'll then commit it to the test, which puts me two up against the Diabolic Voices, and I'll shuffle my deck. Hmm, what's the timing there? If I draw Ventral Hound during the Rook search, if at least one weakness is among the searched cards, draw one of them as well. Okay, so the draw happens simultaneously, because while Vengeful Hound is engaged with you, you cannot draw or reveal cards via player card effects. So I draw Ventral Hound and Eureka simultaneously, and at that point, Ventral Hound is then engaged with me, so I can't reveal the top card of my deck. 
and I can't draw any more cards. I am a five on three. Minus two, pass. Oh, that means the Eureka's not gonna... I can still search the top three cards in my deck. I just can't draw or reveal cards via player card effects. So the top three is Crystalline, Crack the Case, and Storm of Spirits, but I don't get any, sorry. I see now why committing the Eureka was a bad idea. I'm not gonna roll that back and take a different card just because, I mean, I could have taken the 13th Vision instead, but no, it's fine. First action, Shrivel the Hound, then two actions to move to Handman's Hill. Seems good. Shriveling makes me a six on two. Plus one, Dead Hound, revealing a deduction on top of my deck. I move to Uptown and I move to Hangman's Hill. So the only way to Hangman's Hill is through Uptown. As you approach Hangman's Hill once more, a torrent of spirits ascend into the sky from the graveyard below. The spirits howl in torment as they surround the city, their cries becoming a music of its own. It's two shroud and no clues. Action, search the encounter deck and discard pile for a witch enemy and draw it, then move all breaches from Hangman's Hill to the current act, shuffle the encounter deck. Well, I could do that first action next turn. That's my three. I draw the deduction and reveal an astounding revelation up to three resources. No doom. Breaches are seven and six. So that is the French Hill and two now on the Silver Twilight Lodge. And my encounter card is a Coven Initiate. When I draw her, I discard the top two cards of the encounter deck. It's Diabolic Voices and On Wings of Darkness. Hmm, I think I shrivel her. Use Rook to hit the Astounding Revelation draw another one and shrivel again. I'll use Rook. Well, we can use Rook last action now if we need to, because all we draw is draw 13th vision. Let's do that then. So first action, shrivel six on two. Elder sign. Don't want to put anything on my deck because that would put the astounding revelation in my hand. It's still a kill. Second action. I'll take the action here to move two breaches onto the act. So one more breach and we can create a clue. And do we go searching the encounter deck for a witch? Or do we take the one from the discard pile? I think we go searching for another Coven Initiate in the deck. We know we can kill it in one action. Or do we search for a bigger witch, such as the Witness of Chaos, who's a 4-4-2, although when we draw it, it spawns at fewest breaches. So that won't help us, it'll be miles away. Let's take a Coven Initiate. And when we draw a Coven Initiate, we discard the top two cards of the deck. It's a Bedeviled and a Chaos Manifest. And we'll shrivel again, we're down to one charge. Six on two. Minus three, dead Coven Initiate. Tap, Rook, hitting Astounding Revelation. Banish, Emergency Aid. Crystalline Elder Sign, Mind Over Matter, Deny Existence, Working a Hunch, The Black Book, and Shortcut. I think we take the Crystalline and we take two more resources now from the Astounding Revelation. We've only got one Shriveling Charge left, so playing Mists would be good to give us some enemy protection, and or getting a Knowledge's Power in hand or something like that protecting us. But we've also cleared the location with the most Breaches, which is good. And now I feel like we need to start the slow slog over to the Silver Twilight Lodge. 
to clear those breaches as well. I'm quite a big fan of this scenario. It's very different, obviously, and it asks you to prioritize actions in a quite different way from normal Arkham. You know, you, you cover this map potentially a lot. In solo, so much of your turn is just moving around and keeping on top of moving and actions can be really challenging. It's good, I think, to have a sense early on if you can. You know, we've seen four of the eight locations now, so we have quite a good idea of what kind of an action tax they are, and I think that's really valuable. So the top card of our deck after the Rook search is a Knowledge is Power, and in Upkeep we draw the Knowledge is Power, revealing a Banish, and we go up to six resources. Our hand is Crystalline Elder Sign, Mist of Relier, Hawkeye Folding Camera, and Split the Angle. Then we've got two Knowledge is Power and a Working Hunch, and we've got a deduction. We're on six resources, a one secret rook, and a one charge shriveling. Two damage, no horror. Banish on top of the deck. We don't place a doom. We instead get one and eight. One is the merchant district, so we're now at two there. And eight is the south church. That's our first breach there. Everywhere has at least one breach, apart from Hangman's Hill where we are, and Rivertown up in the top left. Top right. Our encounter card is Demonic Piping. Surge, if Piper of Azathoth is in play, deal one horror to each investigator its location and each connecting location. Otherwise, put it into play next to the agenda deck. And if we get three copies of that, the Piper turns up. Surge is into a Coven Initiate. What would I like to do? Oh, and when she appears, she discards a Hunting Night Gaunt and an Evil Past. Wow, thanks, Coven Initiate. This turn... I think we want to be heading back into town. I'd like to play Crystalline Elder Sign. I wouldn't mind playing Mists. So we could Knowledge is Power Shriveling to kill, play Crystalline, play Mists, move into town. Why don't we Knowledge is Power kill straight away and then tap Rook and see what we get. So Knowledge is Power choosing Shriveling, six on two. Elder Sign again. Yay! Okay, it's a good Elder Sign. We've had three Elder Signs. Twice it's not been good, but this time we'll swap for Crystalline Elder Sign on the top of our deck, meaning we get plus three, nine on two. Dead Coven Initiate. Our first action will play the Crystalline Elder Sign for two off the top of our deck. Sealing the plus one. Our stats build up. And that reveals a Crack the Case. We'll tap Mr. Rook, search nine. Crack the Case, Astounding Revelation, 13th Vision, David Renfield, Storm of Spirits, The Black Book, Crack the Case, Mr. Rook, Storm of Spirits. Hmm. No shriveling. I think we use that Astounding Revelation for another Rook secret, and I wonder if we take The Black Book and our second action we play it. Although we do have 13th Vision down, which is basically getting rid of what the Elder Sign is doing. So the other option would be we spend the next two actions clearing 13th vision. Hmm. If we're going to go to Merchant District and discard 10 cards from our deck, if we can bear to hold on to 13th vision, we could then plan to get it in our discard pile after we loop our deck and have quite a long break without it. Top card of our deck is a shortcut. So our hand is Black Book, Split the Angle, Hawkeye Folding Camera, Mists, Banish, Knowledge is Power, Working a Hunch, Deduction. I think we play the Black Book second action and we move to Uptown third action. Otherwise, we'd be discarding cards from hand, which we don't need to do at the moment. 
we've still got shriveling one charge and a knowledge is power in hand and a banish. So if we run into an enemy, we do have options. And potentially next turn, we clear 13th vision and head to the merchant district. Upkeep. We draw that shortcut and reveal shriveling. Yes. And we're at two resources was exactly enough to play it. Don't get any doom. Three and six. So that's one back on Hangman's Hill. And now French Hill has two. So locations with two are the Merchant District were one away from that. French Hill were two away from it. And Silver Twilight Lodge were three away from it. Our encounter card is Centuries of Secrets. Test willpower five. For each point you fail by, discard the top card of the encounter deck. And if a curse treachery is discarded, we take a direct damage and we deal one to Rook as well. We're a four, five with the Elder Sign, six with the Black Book. I'm going to chuck in Split the Angle for another plus two, which makes us eight. <laughs> I was just thinking this better not be an Elder thing. It's an Elder thing, which is a minus three, which means we're a five on five. And because the 13th Vision is in play, we fail ties. So we fail and means we spread a breach. It's four, which is where we are, uptown. So that's got two breaches now as well. However, we fail by zero, so we don't discard any cards for Centuries of Secrets. It's kind of partly good, partly bad. Hmm. Starting to feel the pressure of actions running out. If we wanted to take this Agility 2 test here, we're at two on two now. We could throw in Banish, Mists, and one shortcut to be three up. It's not ideal, is it? I'm also thinking that maybe the 13th Vision has to go. So maybe our turn is play Shriveling for two. We've got a nice fully charged Shriveling, clear 13th Vision. It's just still a bit more set up, but then potentially next turn is Mind Over Matter, smash Uptown, move to Merchant District, clear Merchant District. And that would be three actions then. I have a shortcut in hand, I'd have an action spare. So yeah, let's clear the 13th vision. Let's play our second shriveling for two. I mean, we don't always get Norman's discount, but when you get a discount on shriveling and crystalline elder sign, that feels pretty juicy. That reveals a working a hunch, which comes into our hand. We're at eight cards in hand, just. And top of our deck is deny existence level zero. Uh, level five, sorry, cost zero. We're at one resource. Next two breaches are seven and five. Wow, three on the Silver Twilight Lodge, I don't like that. And five, that's two on south side. Our encounter card is Toil and Trouble. This is a peril. It has revelation, you must either choose one. Resolve the revelation ability on the topmost power treachery in the encounter discard pile, or resolve an incursion at your location. Now, incursions, you remove all breaches from your location, you place a Doom on your location, and you place a Breach on each connecting location. So if we were to do that, we'd go to two Breaches at Hangman's Hill, three at the Merchant's District, and three at Southside. We'd get rid of the two Breaches here on Uptown. The topmost power in the Encounter Discard Pile is Chaos Manifest. That is the one where you test Willpower 3 and you place a Breach on X different random locations where X is the amount by which you failed. I feel like partly resolving an incursion on Uptown would get rid of the two breaches here, and I feel like I could clear Merchant District and Southside this turn. But taking that test is a lot easier than taking a Doom, so I think I'm going to take Chaos Manifest. 
My willpower is four, but six with the black book and the elder sign. Do I want to commit anything? Maybe a Hawkeye folding camera? No, I'll just go for it, six on three. Zero. Norman the powerhouse for the win. How do we want to spend our turn? We've got one secret on Rook. Here's what I'm thinking. If I can find a mind over matter, I have a single resource, I would pay that resource. Mind over matter here, try and smash this location. That would give us at least three breaches on dark knowledge on the act, and I could get at least a clue out. I could potentially move to south side, chuck two cards to clear the two breaches there, and shortcut up to the merchant district, and I'd still have one action left. Or I could do the same thing uh, in reverse. I could move to merchant district, spend an action to get rid of those breaches, shortcut to south side, and clear those. Obviously, we're at a bit of a risk with the lodge over on three breaches. There's not much I can do about that unless I spend my whole turn moving there. At least this way I could potentially clear six breaches from the board in one turn. So I think that's what I try and do. So let's tap Rook and search nine. Deny existence five, banish, Renfield, storm of spirits, mind over matter, storm of spirits, emergency aid, premonition, crack the case. I don't think it'll surprise anyone when I say I'm taking mind over matter. And I'll play that, meaning I can use my intellect in place of my agility. Did anyone listening to this see the starter deck announcement and read the article? If you did, uh, you might have thoughts about mind over matter. Certainly for Norman, it's been a fantastic card. I don't want to say what the card is in case you've not read that announcement, but... Yeah, exciting thoughts about Mind Over Matter, right? I'm looking forward to sharing those with people when we get there. Really cool, really cool. And the top card of our deck is a Hawkeye folding camera. I think we did the right play in not playing Hawkeyes because we've not had any clues. So my agility is now five, six, seven. Seven on two. I'm going to commit one of these working hunches to be nine on two. Is that right? Seven on two, if I pull a minus four, I'm a three on two. I'd only clear one breach. So yeah, I need to at least go one higher. And it's a choice of a deduction or a working a hunch. So yeah, I'll do the working a hunch. Nine on two, minus three, six on two, two breaches, which takes us up to four on the act. I will spend three of them straight away and reveal a clue on three. Wow, at Hangman's Hill. They are really keen for us to spend time at Hangman's Hill. Second action, I'll move to the Merchant District. Third action, I'll discard the top 10 cards in my deck. Hawkeye, Banish, Shortcut, Mind Over Matter, Renfield. Premonition, Storm of Spirits, Renfield, Storm of Spirits, crack the case. No weaknesses there. Our deck has five cards left in it and reveals deny five on the top and that gets rid of two breaches and we're now at three so I'm going to create another clue. At six which is French Hill down near the Silver Twilight Lodge and I think now I shortcut to south side and I discard this mists because I have two spells out already and potentially this working a hunch 
Though I do like the idea later of just buying clues. What else could I discard? Knowledge is power feels so useful. Maybe the Hawkeye folding camera. Maybe I accept I'm just never going to get that charged up. Or maybe the Banish, because I've got so much en enemy tech with the Shrivelings and the Knowledge's Power. Yeah, I'll do the Banish. So the Mists and the Banish go, and that's another two Breaches on the Act. We're back up to two Breaches. So this turn we put six Breaches on the Act, created clues at Hangman's Hill over on the left and French Hill, nearly on the right-hand side. Feels like a power turn, and I feel like we kept our powder dry to pull that off. Enemy phase nothing. Rook readies. He has no secrets now. We draw that deny five and reveal emergency aid on the top of our deck. We also go up to one resource. Well, that would be really nice if we can play that. Mythos, no doom. We get breaches at four and six. Four is uptown and six is French Hill. So either side of us, left and right. French Hill is now on three breaches, as is the Silver Twilight Lodge. We gotta head over there and deal with that. And our encounter card is Demonic Piping. That is the second one. We've got no way of cancelling. And it surges into the third demonic piping. Well, <laughs> if there are three copies, we discard them and spawn the Piper of Azathoth engaged with its prey. Its prey is least remaining sanity. Well, that's me. It's alert, hunter, and retaliate. And it fights for five fight, seven health, two evade. We just chucked all of our evasion tech. Forced effect, when the enemy phase ends, Piper of Azathoth attacks each investigator it's not engaged with at its location, regardless of whether it's re ready or exhausted. It is a beast. That third demonic piping still surges, and it surges into On Wings of Darkness. Well, we're at a central location anyway, so I'm just going to go for it two on four. Zero, fail, so we take a damage and a horror. I'll put them both on this empty rook. And it moves us to where we are at Southside. How do we kill the Piper? We could shrivel three times for six damage and play a Knowledge's Power, taking us to eight damage, which would be a kill this turn. Our willpower's four, six with shriveling, seven, eight with the Crystalline Elder Sign in the Black Book. So we'd be three up for all of them. Let's give it a go. First action shrivel, eight on five. Minus three, two damage. Second action shrivel. We're down to three shriveling charges in total. Skull. There are no breaches or doom on our location, so that's a minus zero. Another two damage, but we take a horror and I'll kill Rook. Third action shrivel. Eight on three. I'll chuck a camera into this one to be four up. Elder sign. Do we want to put anything else on our top of our deck? I mean, we could swap the emergency aid for a working for a hunch, something like that. We're not going to have any actions to play it. And the piper is up to six of seven damage. And then we play knowledge's power, targeting one of the two shrivelings, it doesn't matter which. And we're again at eight on five. Elder Thing, that's a minus three, which is a kill, and we take our first horror. Piper is killed in a turn. That's not too bad, but it's cost us dearly. Gone is Rook, 
We've only got two shriveling charges left. Our hand is now just deduction, deny, and emergency aid. In upkeep, we draw the working, the hunch, and reveal another Mr. Rook. Well, that's nice. And we go to two resources. However, there are three breaches at French Hill and three at the Silver Twilight Lodge. So the risk of an incursion is really high now, and there's not very much I can do about it. Where do the breaches come? Wow. Six and seven. That is French Hill and the Silver Twilight Lodge. The rule is, if you've already placed breaches there and there's been an incursion, you don't get to place more. So I guess we place one on the Silver Twilight Lodge, the three breaches get removed and Doom goes there. It spills over to French Hill, which has an incursion and places one Doom on Rivertown and one Doom on Southside. But since there's already been an incursion on the Silver Twilight Lodge, off to the right, it can't get another breach, so it just stays like that. I'm pretty sure I'm getting that right. Yeah, once an incursion is resolved at a location, breaches from other incursions cannot be placed on that location for the remainder of that phase. And it also says under breaches that when breaches are placed on multiple different locations, they should be placed one at a time. This process can be interrupted if it causes an incursion. So I rolled a six and a seven, so it was hitting both of them, and I could choose the order. If I'd chosen French Hill, the exact same thing would have happened, actually. That one would have had an incursion, hit Rivertown, hit Southside, hit the Silver Twilight Lodge, which would have had an incursion. But, yeah, nothing would have happened. Our encounter card is, so we're at two of seven Doom now, Primordial Gateway. Revelation attached to a random location, place breaches on attached location until there are exactly three breaches on it. Ah, hang on. Once an incursion is resolved at a location, breaches from other incursions cannot be placed on that location. But breaches from the dice roll could still be. So if Silver Twilight Lodge has its incursion first, it then rolls over to French Hill, which also has an incursion, and then we would still have a breach there for the six we rolled. It's not that breaches can't be placed at all, it's just from other incursions. And the reason I pause for that is because this primordial gateway is asking the exact same, it's offering the exact same thing where it could add a bunch more breaches to a location that's already had an incursion this round. Okay, so back to the card. Revelation, attached to a random location, place breaches on attached location until there are exactly three breaches on it. I've rolled number four, it's Uptown. So Uptown already had one breach, it goes up to three breaches. Treat the attached location as if its printed text box were blank. So that action to get rid of the breaches testing agility is gone. Test intellect or willpower four to close the gateway. If you succeed, discard primordial gateway. Our hand, deduction, deny existence, emergency aid, and working a hunch. The board, no breaches on the merchant district and one on Rivertown. One on Hangman's Hill and a clue. Three on Uptown with a primordial gateway. One on Southside. One Breach, one Doom, and one Clue on French Hill. One Doom on the Silver Twilight Lodge, and one Breach on South Church. We've got three cards left in our deck. I think we play Rook off the top of our deck for two. Again, if you're going to get the discount, why not have it on Shriveling Rook and the Elder Sign? And that reveals Ward of Protection 5. Shame we didn't have that a turn ago. Second action, I think we move... Uh, hmm, yeah, second action I think we move to Uptown, and third action I think we try and clear that gateway. Is there any way we can get there any quicker? If we don't play Rook, we could move 
try to clear, but the chance of us clearing the breaches there is very slim. We need another, we need, once our deck reshuffles, we need to hit a mind over matter again and try and bust it. So yeah, I think we move and try and try and at least clear it. So we'll test intellect because we're a seven against four. Tentacle. Hi, Tentacle. I've not seen you yet. That's a fail. Upkeep, we draw the water protection and reveal a crack the case. We go up to one resource. Crack the case is the last card in our deck. Where do we get breaches? Hmm, four and six. So six is French Hill. Four is here, uptown. So we get a doom here. And we place a breach on Hangman's Hill, Merchant District, and one on Southside. So we're up to two on Southside now. Our encounter card is Chaos Manifest. Well, we're a six on three testing that. Minus two, pass. Hmm, what to do? French Hill has two breaches, a clue and a doom. I'm tempted to take two actions to move over there and start trying to clear those breaches. We're then near Southside. We want three clues, but we really want, what, six clues. So we've got two in play, a third one, I think, on the lodge. We're on two breaches, so we need nine breaches for five clues. So we need seven more breaches. So two on Southside, two on French Hill is good. I mean, there's two on Hangman's Hill as well. We could move to Hangman's Hill, draw a witch, shrivel a witch. Little bit aware as well that with shriveling down to two charges and an empty shriveling, having other options would be good. We do have this ward now, which can cancel enemies because it's ward five. Is there anything we can discard from hand to clear the two breaches on south side? I mean, maybe they're working a hunch again. We're going to hit a point where we'd really like clues really quickly and losing working a hunch and deduction from hand feels really silly. I think we just move twice to French Hill and we work, work on what we see there. It's three shroud and no clues. There's an action here. Choose and discard a card from your hand. Move one breach from French Hill to the current act plus one additional breach for each willpower icon on that card. So if we could discard a card... With two willpower icons, we could clear three breaches in one go. And our hand is deduction, one intellect, working a hunch, two intellect, emergency aid, intellect and agility. And then deny existence has a wild, which would count. And water protection has a wild and a willpower, which would count. Move, move. I think we draw the crack the case because it means our deck will loop in upkeep. If we don't draw it, we just draw that off the top of our deck and our deck stays empty for another turn. So let's draw crack the case. Upkeep. Our deck has to reshuffle. Two weaknesses back in. Potentially, you know, a card like Split the Angle is just perfect for this. It's got too many icons, in fact, I think. No, it's got it's got the perfect amount. We don't think too much about the icons in our deck because the way this deck rolls is sort of statting up. If we can get those two, we could put another clue out and we can decide where we go from there, which would be nice. It would be really nice to see more combat or evasion options as well now. So that's our deck shuffled. We draw a Hawkeye folding camera and reveal knowledge as power on top of our deck. We go to three resources. Our two breaches are four and four. So we reroll one of those, four and two. So that's one on Rivertown and one on Uptown. Uptown still has that gateway that we can't clear or that we failed to clear. Our encounter card is Bedeviled. We can't trigger action abilities on cards we control. Well, we need to clear that before we go rook searching. 
because if we went rook searching into hound, we wouldn't be able to deal with the hound. So first action, we're a six on three trying to clear. Minus two, cleared. Do we need to go rook searching? We're potentially just digging ourselves into more trouble. We've got seven cards in hand now, the camera, crack the case. Cracking the case here would be nice as well. Nice three resources. Second action, I think we use the action ability here and discard the Hawkeye folding camera to choose and discard a card from hand to move two breaches. And I'll immediately spend three of the breaches because there were already two there to create a clue on five, south side. Okay, so that's three of the five clues we need. Third action, investigate here, crack the case. Knowledge's power comes to hand. We can then maybe do Rivertown and Southside next turn. Yeah, let's do it. Or is it worth saving all of our investigating for when we know if there's two clues on a location, we can deduction it? So the other option would be last action, move to Rivertown, where there are two breaches, and we'd know then how we need to clear the breaches up there. That would get us to three. We'd be nearly at our nine. You know, we got two this turn of the seven we needed, only five to go. And Rivertown, Southside and Merchant District all have them. We're on three resources, so we're not super hurting for resources. Let's move up to Rivertown, one of the few locations we've not visited. These past weeks, the warehouses and docks of Rivertown have been swathed in grey mist, making an already quiet district even more empty and desolate. It's three shroud, no clues, choose and discard a card from hand, move one breach from Rivertown to the current act, plus one additional breach for each intellect icon. Well, we've got lots of those. Upkeep, we draw the knowledge as power, no rook search, revealing a premonition and going to four resources. Breaches on seven and seven, so we reroll one. What's the seven again? Seven and six, wow. So that's French Hill and the Lodge again. They are keen to get us. And our encounter card is Witness of Chaos. It spawns at the location with the fewest breaches which is the South Church, the Merchant District, Uptown, French Hill, Silver Twilight Lodge. They've all got one. It's a 4-4-2. It's a hunter. And after it enters a location, place one breach on that location. If we had this spawn, we could spawn it at French Hill. As an action, we could clear the breaches here at Rivertown. Second action, move down to French Hill. Third action, shrivel it. Fourth action, knowledge is power it. For that to work, we would need to tap rook and hope for a shortcut no action move shrivel shrivel would still work we probably wouldn't tap rook this turn then it is a vp which is why i'm pausing i'd quite like to kill this so far we're on two vp azathoth piper of azathoth is another two the other option here is we just cancel this and this turn we would clear two breaches on rivertown get another clue go from there hmm Let's cancel it for one. We take a horror. It's a non-weakness encounter card. We discard it. So we don't get the VP. First action. We discard this emergency aid to put both breaches on the act, which means we're on three, and we spawn a clue on five. That's south side. That is good to know. Are we at the right amount of clues? I think we need one more. Let's tap rook and do nine. Premonition, shortcut, astounding revelation. Premonition, mists, shortcut. Mind over matter, storm, David Renfield. Tempted to take the mists so we can 
put that down and we at least have some protection. And I'll take a secret from that astounding revelation so that Rook is back to three. And we just, I've, I think I've been a bit intimidated by that triple doom spread. And now I need to just pull things together and power on. Top card is an astounding revelation. That's a shame, but nothing we can do unless we hit an Elder Sign. So second action, move to French Hill. Third action, investigate. Six, seven on three. We can hope to crack the case here. It's a skull, that's a minus two. We get the clue, we crack the case. We're at six resources. Resources are not gonna be a problem for the rest of the game, I don't think. Famous last words. Upkeep, we draw that astounding revelation and reveal a working hunch. We go up to seven resources. Breaches, four and three. It's Hangman's Hill, there's now three over there, and that's two on Uptown. Things are getting dicey. Our encounter card is Toil and Trouble. The topmost power treachery in the encounter discard pile is Chaos Manifest. So let's do it. We're a four, five, six on three. Elder Thing, that's a pass. Okay, bit of a breath, work out what I'm doing. I'd quite like to sneak into the Silver Twilight Lodge and get the victory point there. There's no point sneaking in until we see if another clue spawns there. So first I need to spawn another clue. Do I move twice to the Primordial Gateway and try and clear the Primordial Gateway? And on the way, I could chuck two cards at Southside, which would get me two breaches clear. It's not, not important, right? Even if Hangman's Hill pops this turn, it will just put one breach on Primordial Gateway. I think we just race it now. So do I put down Mists, get a breach from where I am on French Hill, move to Southside and chuck two cards? I can chuck an Astounding Revelation and something else. So yeah, pay two for Mists, five charges. I think this line is all right. Second action, I can just chuck an Astounding Revelation for a breach here. Third action, move to Southside. I need to discard two cards. I'll tap Rook. Yeah, I've still got a Knowledge's Power. So working a hunch, mind over matter, Mr. Rook. 13th Vision, Vengeful Hound, Storm of Spirits. I think I'm taking the 13th Vision. Renfield, Renfield, Storm of Spirits. So in my hand, I would chuck a working a hunch and whatever I draw now here, a Renfield. I think I want the other cards in my deck. And that would spawn the last clue we need. Top card of the deck is Knowledge's Power. I discard Renfield and Hunch, though it pains me to do it. That's those two breaches gone, and we create another clue on three Hangman's Hill. Okay, that's going to make things trickier than I thought, but I think we can work with it. Upkeep, I draw the Knowledge's Power and reveal Storm of Spirits. We go up to six resources. Breaches on, five and two, that's Rivertown, and here Southside where I am. My encounter card is Priestess of the Coven. She has Retaliate, she's a two, three, two, but she gets plus one fight and plus one evade for each witch enemy in the encounter discard pile. I count one, two, three, four. Uh, it's to a maximum of plus three, plus three. So she is a five, three, five. And when the encounter deck runs out, she readies and attacks each investigator at her location. If I can evade her, 
I could get these two clues and we advance. And my goal is then just to finish this scenario pretty promptly. Evading her with mists, I am a four, seven, eight, nine on five. Elder sign. I've drawn a lot. Uh, I'll leave the storm there because it means I pass by a load. I get a free move if I want it. I don't want it because I want these clues. Second action, I'll investigate with deduction. Many on two. Zero. I get the clues. I have a single action left, but I'm forced to advance. Because as soon as we have the requisite number of clues, they must immediately spend them advanced. And it's Annette Mason, reincarnated evil. She's five fight, six health, and three evade. Spawns at Hangman's Hill. She's alert and a hunter. She gets minus two health for each clue controlled by an investigator, so currently none. And after one or more breaches are placed on her location, each investigator must either take a damage or a horror. And that advances us to Act 2A, Beyond the Grave. This nightmare will not end until you stop the one behind it, Annette Mason and the spirit which possesses her. The world is falling apart around you, and the coven is only bringing the end closer. As a free trigger, we can remove three breaches from the act to place a clue, and if Annette is defeated, we advance. She hits for three damage and one horror. She doesn't have retaliate. One option now, with our last action, would be to move to the primordial gateway, probably tap rook. We would evade her next turn, try and hit her with a shrivel, move to Hangman's Hill and start getting the clues there. And if we've got all the clues there, she's dead once she's been hit once. Other option is we move now to French Hill and we go for the Silver Twilight clue. I mean, potentially, shrivel, shrivel, knowledge is power in hand. We just kill her in one turn. It would be nice to not have 13th Vision, though, while doing that. But we are shriveling at a 6, 7, 8 on 5, and she doesn't have retaliate. 13th Vision would really need to go if we were doing that plan. In terms of danger of incursion, it's just Hangman's Hill. There's also this risk of as she gets breaches, she sort of builds up. If we were to go to the Silver Twilight Lodge VP hunting, we'd be move, move, investigate. Well, this time we'd move, so we'd move, investigate, move back. Yeah, it'd be kind of tricky. I'm tempted to just move closer to a gnat and take the hit. So I would tap Rook now. Or maybe I just accept I'm not getting any more cards. I can even deny existence the hit from Annette and heal up fully. <laughs> That's pretty good. So if I tap Rook now and see Hound, I just use one of the Knowledge's powers on the Hound. I've still got two Shriveling charges, so I've essentially got four with the two. Let's tap Rook now. Nine. Storm. Shortcut. Astounding Revelation. Working a Hunch. Banish. Eureka. Mind over matter. Hawkeye folding camera. Split the angle. Well, the Astounding Revelation, let's have another Rook charge because we're on six resources. If I take the Working a Hunch, I could head towards the Lodge. I'd move to French Hill this turn. Next turn, I'd move again, clear 13th Vision by the clue. So Annette would move here this turn. She'd move to where the Priestess of the Coven is. And then the following turn, I'd move, move, shrivel and finish the game. Let's do that. We'll take the Hunch. We'll move to French Hill. We'll see how we get on here. If in panic, we just sprint back to Annette and use all of our uh, firepower to try and bring her down. Top of our deck is Shortcut. Have we played the top card of our deck this round? No. 
So let's play Shortcut off the top of our deck, revealing Banish, shortcutting us into Silver Twilight Lodge. It's four shroud and a clue. It has an action, take a horror to move a breach from the Silver Twilight Lodge to the current act. And we'll pay two, working a hunch, to buy this clue. So Annette now only has four health. That was nice. Enemy phase, she hunts to uptown. Upkeep, the priestess readies, rook readies. We draw banish and reveal another Mr. Rook. And we go to five resources. Where do the breaches come to? Two and six. Two is Rivertown. It now has two. Six is French Hill. Yet again. Neither of them were on a net's location, so they don't affect us. And our encounter card we draw racked. We get minus one to each of our skills during the first skill test we perform each round. Let's clear 13th vision and move to French Hill. Let's tap Mr. Rook and search nine. Rook, Storm, Banish, Renfield, Eureka, Crack, Hound, Premonition, Shortcut. Well, let's definitely take Hound. Should we take Premonition as well and just pop it down? The other thing I was thinking about was Storm. Could Storm and kill the Priestess and do three damage to Annette? It's a little bit more risky though, isn't it? With Premonition, we could see. Let's take the Premonition. Oh, well then we can't, we can't then Storm if we've taken the Premonition. Just doesn't make any sense. Um, two actions to clear 13th Vision. One action to move. The Hound turns up. So we play a Knowledge's Power with six, seven, eight on the Hound, but seven with Rack. An elder sign, but we we can swap the top card of a deck with a card in our hand, but we don't want to play. Oh yeah, let's do it. We'll take the top card of a deck. It's mind over matter. Oh, that's is that counters drawing it though? No, it's swapping it, and we'll put the premonition back on our deck. The hound is dead, which means we reveal the premonition, which we play. That's a nice little little play. And it's a skull next. Well, that's good to know. Enemy phase, Annette hunts into Southside. Upkeep. Oh, Renfield was top of our deck, and that now reveals Storm of Spirits on our deck. Can we make this work? Breaches. Eight and four. Four is uptown, it's up to three now. Eight is South Church. Encounter card is Hunting Night Gaunt. Okay. <laughs> Could be helpful. Move into Southside, taking a hit from the Night Gaunt. Storm, taking two damage from the Storm, but killing the Priestess of the Coven, putting three damage on the Night Gaunt, and freeing us up then to Shrivel to finish it off against the net. The Storm would take us up to four damage, and if we somehow fail to kill a net, we deny existence when she hits us and heal up. Let's tap Rook, his final charge. Search nine for Storm. Hawkeye Folding Camera, Banish, Rook, Storm of Spirits, Shortcut. Of course, I'm going to have to draw the Storm of Spirits now for searching. I was going to grab a shortcut to then go in, but that doesn't work. Premonition, crack the case. So I'll take a... <laughs> that's silly. I was thinking, yeah, I'll, I'll play the Storm of Spirits on top of my deck and shortcut in there. But of course, I can't do that if I've just shuffled my deck like a loon. Well, I've taken a Storm. Let's see what's on top of our deck. Split the angle. Fine. First action move. The Night Gaunt puts a damage on Mr. Rook and a horror, finishing him off. Sorry, Rook. Second action, play three, Storm of Spirits. We'll target the Night Gaunt. We're a four, five, six with the Storm. And there's one breach here at Southside. 
So we take, uh, so it's a minus one on this skull, the skull that was on premonition, and we've got a minus one from racked. We still pass, just. Three damage on the Night Gaunt, three damage on a net. The Priestess is dead. Two actions done. Third action, we try to shrivel a net. We're a four, five, six, seven, eight on five, and I'll commit this banish to be nine on five. Minus two, that's two damage to her. Oh, and of course, because of the skull, sorry, we took two more damage, we're on four damage. But yeah, the two damage to a net means she's taken five damage, but she gets minus two health for each clue, and we've got a clue from the Silver Twilight Lodge. So she's defeated, and we advance. The living and the dead. Somehow, despite all odds, you've managed to defeat the resurrected spirit which torments Annette Mason. She passes out and collapses to the ground, but the revenant inside forces her eyes open and puppeteers her body in a lurid display. Fools! The ragged, disembodied voice of Kaziah declares through Annette's lips as she rises once more. You are naught but insects. I have seen the truth. I have seen the face of chaos itself, and you will soon be a part of it. Now, come, join me, kneel before the Black Throne, and be one with the universe. You shudder as the words reach your ears. Nothing she says makes sense to you, but you can tell her intent is dark and wicked. Leave this place. You muster up the will to command. Go back to the beyond from which you were summoned, and never return. Resolution 1. Norman bringing his A-game. Wow. Whew. I think I played that right. It's quite a rules-intensive one, isn't it? Tracking all the breaches. With three doom in play, I had I had overkill for clues. I could have gone and got the two clues on Hangman's Hill. Could we have killed that witch that turned up? We'd have been a knowledge's power and a shriveling fewer. We do have a knowledge's power and one shriveling charge. So yeah, we could be a VP higher. But as it is, we get two for Annette, two for the Piper, and one for the Silver Twilight Lodge, which is five XP. So potential for seven if we'd killed the two VP witches. Really happy with that. Five XP is good. That means we can get another Deny 5 or Ward 5. Uh, if we go for the second Ward 5, that's just it. I don't know, because we've got one extra XP. We could go for a Ward 5 and a Deny 0, or a Ward 0 and a Deny 5. You know, good options either way. I think that cancellation just for combating the difficulty of the final scenario would be good. Other Rogue option, an Astral Travel for one XP. It's not, not actually a Rogue card, but it's a Rogue option. Cool. Well, thanks for listening and catch you on the next one. Bye. And I'm back for the final scenario before the Black Throne. Agenda 1A. Wheel of Fortune, 10. One end is another beginning. Change is the only constant. Your ultimate fate is at hand. Each location is connected to each location adjacent to it, and do not remove doom from enemies when the agenda advances. For doom. Act 1A. The cosmos beckons. From the horizonless breach in the gaping moor of the sky, you have travelled an impossible distance 
and yet you are still many leagues from the knighted throne where Azathoth stirs. We need one clue, but there's an objective. Only investigators at Hideous Palace may spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance. Beware any investigator who's not there will be killed. And there's an action. Spend X clues, draw the top X cards of the cosmos, choose one to put into play using its cosmos instructions, and move to it. Shuffle the rest back into the cosmos. Skulls are minus X. X is half the doom on Azathoth rounded up to a minimum of two, so minus two at the moment. And Elder Things are minus four. If your modified skill value for this test is zero, place one doom on Azathoth. Azathoth is in play. It is the primal chaos. Null fight, null health, null evade. Azathoth is oblivious and omnipotent. It is immune to all player card effects and investigator actions and cannot be defeated by any means. I think that means it's immune to deny existence, denying an enemy attack off it. And I'm not 100% sure, so I'm going to grim rule in this instance that yes, it is. Because that would be its attack being ignored, and it's immune to player card effects, so I think it can avoid that. There's a forced effect. If there are ten or more doom on Azathoth, the blind idiot god rises from its throne in the ultimate void of chaos and devours the universe. Resolution 1. And it hits for three damage and three horror. Norman starts play on Cosmic Ingress. It's two shroud and three clues. It has a forced effect at the end of the round. Add clues to let three clues. And each void location gains action. Shuffle this location into the cosmos, moving each investigator and enemy that was at this location to cosmic ingress. I've taken a choice before this scenario based purely on story. Erin and the other witches manage to capture the spirit of Kaziah and stop it from destroying Annette. And Norman has now asked Annette to teach him the spells of old. I had a choice of getting her guidance, and I turned that down because I just thought the chance of being a miskatonic-traded character who also has been learning about magic throughout the campaign felt too thematic to avoid, so I've gone with that. I've not yet put the empty space in play. We're going to have three rows of three, so it'll be empty space, empty space, cosmos on the top row, going left, left to right. The middle row will be cosmic ingress, empty space, empty space, and the bottom row will be empty space, empty space, cosmos. One of those two cosmoses is the hideous palace, and we need to get there and spend one clue. Opening hand. Crystalline Elder Sign. Hawkeye Folding Camera. Mists. Shortcut. And David Renfield. I can't quite tell if you meant to do your opening hand before you do setup. I'm pretty sure you are. So I'm going to do that, and then I'll lose a load of cards. I mean, I feel like I keep Crystalline and Mists. The Hawkeye Folding Camera could be great, as could Renfield just as a soak and an economy, although this is quite a short Doom threshold. So maybe I chuck Shortcut. I wonder if I chuck David and the camera, because this is a three-clue location to get the camera charged up. First turn could be Elder Sign Mists Investigate. I've got something to deal with the Hound then if I need to. The next turn I could evade... If there's an enemy, get another clue, start investigating. So I'm going to chuck camera and Renfield and draw three. Deny existence, five. Deduction, Eureka. Shuffle my deck. 
and then I'm losing six cards to the empty space. If it could be Hound and 13th Vision, that would be delightful. One, two, three, four, five, six. So each location is connected to each location adjacent to it. No locations are adjacent to any locations at the moment because of the empty space between them. Top card of the deck is a Shriveling. Crystalline Elder Sign, Shriveling. Well, let's play Shriveling first, definitely. Revealing a Knowledge's Power. We'll play Crystalline Elder Sign, going broke. And we'll investigate here, five on two, and we'll commit a deduction. We won't use the Eureka yet, because we're happy to draw Knowledge's Power. Minus one, we get two clues. I've played this scenario a good few times. I had an abysmal win rate against it when I first started. I've got a bit better, but not much better. And one of the things I've never really weighed up in solo is how many clues I should be spending to move. Because you can spend X clues to draw X cards, and then you only get one to put in play. So is the ideal that you always pick two, so you've always got a choice? Or is, the, is it better to actually just pay one clue each time? Ideally here as well, I would head through the middle, and then it connects me to both of the Cosmos locations. But we'll see what happens. So that's my turn. I've got two clues and broke. I draw Knowledge's Power and reveal another Shriveling. Wow. Go to one resource. We hit one Doom. It feels strange placing Doom after all of In the Clutches of Chaos. And our encounter card is Fate of All Fools. Well, we put that in our play area. We do have Deny Existence 5 in hand. And I forgot to do this, at the end of the round, we get another two clues at Cosmic Ingress. Okay, what do we want to do this turn? We're on one resource. We don't necessarily want to play the Shriveling off the top of our deck. I'm tempted to say we spend our two clues and move first action. The other option would be that we just investigate here aggressively. If we were to get two more clues here, investigate, investigate, move on, that would set us up with all the clues we need for this floor as it were. If we were to investigate here, we could put a Eureka in and just see what the top three cards of our deck are. That would take us to six on two. So why don't we investigate first six on two? No, seven on two. Zero. We get a clue. Top three cards are the Shriveling, a Mind Over Matter, and a Mr. Rook. Hmm. Well, Mr. Rook in a couple of turns we'd be able to play. Let's take the Mr. Rook and we shuffle our deck. Part of the craziness of the empty space, the voids, the empty space in this scenario as well, is that if your deck does anything like this one does about searching for astounding revelations and things like that, there's a chance that all of those cards are just sniped out of it. I tell myself that it's because we're sort of lost in space as we travel these vast distances. So things that seemed familiar on Earth have faded from memory, but maybe that's a bit of a reach. I've seen some people really dislike using of the player deck as locations. I'm not I'm not too empty it. So that was action one, revealing a premonition. Action two, let's spend two clues and look at the top two cosmos. So the flavor on these is the stars danced mockingly, almost shifting now and then to form pale signs of doom that one might wonder one had not seen and feared before. And ever the winds of ether howled of vague blackness and loneliness beyond the cosmos. So we've got Pathway into Void and Cosmic Gate. Pathway into Void is four Shroud and two Clues. It's 
cosmos rule is connect in a direction of your choice and it has a forced effect after you enter you must either discard one card from your hand or take one damage pretty nasty and as an action you can remove one resource from the scenario reference card to move pathway into void to any adjacent spot placing an empty space in the spot it previously occupied group limit once per round so it's damage or losing a card when you go in but it's anywhere we want it to be the gate meanwhile is one shroud and one clue it also connects to any revealed location in a direction of our choice so we could connect this to one of the cosmos over in the distance if we wanted to and after you enter it you must either spend a clue or take a horror so it's a card or a damage for the pathway into void and a clue or a horror for the cosmic gate it also has an action remove one resource from the scenario reference card move any number of investigators at cosmic gate to any other void location it's pretty good so those are our two these resources on the scenario reference card you might be wondering about if we had things like mementos that would have got us resources if we had asked annette to help us know the way that would have got us uh, resources and also a minus four that's part of why i went with the theme win of learning the spells of old instead which does nothing as it is we had no mementos because we gave them all to the silver twilight lodge we didn't get any help we get one poultry one just for basically getting this far and that's it so we've only got that resource ability is a one and done for us what am i thinking here i don't like discarding cards or damage i think feel like that is nasty early on i'm tempted to take the cosmic gate the one shroud one clue and connect it not to the right of me but two spaces to the right of me so it's connecting both of the cosmos locations we need to explore we could maybe take the horror when we get there if we don't that's no big deal but also that means we've nearly got a path and if we were to get more clues we could find a path so i'm going to put it there so it does nothing to us now and we shuffle pathway into void back into the cosmos deck that's also taken the place of an empty space which shuffles back into our deck let's hope it wasn't the hound and we had a premonition on top we've still got an action left so maybe if this becomes something else useful you know black book say we could just, oh no, we've only got one resource. Probably not going to do anything with it. Top of our deck is a Hawkeye folding camera. Well, should we just last action, pay one and play the Hawkeye? It's tempting, but I'm also thinking in hand is Mists and Mr. Rook. And getting Mr. Rook down is maybe more important than the Hawkeye. So last, you know, I mean, the other thing is we need to clear locations of clues to trigger the Hawkeye. It is really tempting. We do have a knowledge's power if the next car is a hound. Let's do it. We'll go broke. Revealing, split the angle. Enemy phase, nothing. Upkeep, I draw that, split the angle, and reveal a mind over matter. I go to one resource, and cosmic ingress goes back up to three clues. We hit two doom, and our encounter card is ancient evils. Nothing I can do to cancel that. So we go up to three doom. I think we get a clue. That will take us to two. We do another search and maybe we move on. Draw the X cards. Choose one to put in play using its cosmos instructions and move to it, which would have moved us to the cosmic gate. 
hey, wow, sorry about that. As I was just about to take that investigate action, I just reread the Cosmos ability, which says you draw the top X cards, you choose one to put in play using its Cosmos instructions, and move to it. That was the bit I was missing. So when I chose the Cosmic Gate, I connected it. Oh, it's connected to any revealed location in the direction of your choice. Well, I've misread that as well. Can we rewind? Yeah, I think we can, mostly. We can connect this Cosmic Gate to the right of us, and I can move this empty space over. So that would have moved us there, and we would have taken a horror. That's all fine. And then our last action was still to play the Hawkeye Folding Camera. Okay, it's fine. We still got Ancient Evils. So first action here I'll investigate. Six on one. So just to explain what happened there, top row is still Void, Void, Cosmos. Middle row was Cosmic Ingress, Void, Cosmic Gate. But I got I misread that card. I needed to connect it to a revealed location, which is Cosmic Ingress. So I've now put it as Cosmic Ingress, Cosmic Gate, Void. And then on the bottom row, we have Void, Void, Cosmos. So I think now what I do is I still try and get this one clue, which will charge up the camera. I'll then have two clues and I can try and find the connection. Six on one. Minus two, clue. That is the last clue from that location. So the camera charges up. I'm now willpower six. Second action, spend two clues. Top two cosmos are pathway into void again. That's the four two, lose a card or take a damage. And also dancers missed. This is three shroud and two clues. You must either connect to the right or lose two resources and connect to an adjacent location in the direction of your choice. Well, I only have one resource. I anyway want to connect to the right. So I'm gonna do that. And that moves me in there and it has two clues. And it says, after you move to Dancer's Mist, remove one resource from the scenario reference card, move to a connecting location. So I could keep going now if I wanted to, spending a resource. Do I want to? I have no clues. It would be a nice way of checking out one of the locations nearby. But I also like the idea of using that resource later to move a location if we really need to move one. So I think I hold on. First action was clue. Second action was spending two clues and moving there. Third action I could move anyway. I just need to shuffle the empty space that we just nerfed into my deck. And it reveals emergency aid. Well, why don't I last action spend one and heal both damage off me? Do have deny in hand though. Do want to play rook. Last action I'm going to move and I'm going to head up. It is the hideous palace. It's three shroud and four clues. It says at the end of the round we have to add clues to it until it's at four clues and each void location gains action. Shuffle this location into the cosmos moving each investigator and enemy that was at this location to hideous palace. We've got no way of getting a clue quickly so we can't spend the clue to advance unfortunately but we found the right place. Upkeep, we draw that emergency aid, revealing mind over matter. We go up to two resources and we hit four doom. Rejoice, for the end is near. Somehow you're not the only human here. They are but mindless husks, almost entirely devoid of humanity, nothing but flesh, muscle and bone, preserved for eternity in their single-minded passion, kneeling and chanting in foul worship. As our thoughts. As a thoth, the end has come. Each cultist enemy commits ritual suicide. 
discard each cultist enemy in play and move all doom from them to Azathoth. The lead investigator must search the encounter deck and discard pile for a copy of demonic piping and draw it, which I've done now, and that surges. And it surges into Whispered Bargain, Peril. You must either place a doom on Azathoth or Azathoth attacks you. If Azathoth attacks me, it takes me to five damage and four horror. I do have this emergency aid in hand. It is risky though. I've already said that I don't think Deny Existence works to block Azathoth's attack. So I think we put the doom on him, unfortunately. On it, rather. Remember, when we get to ten doom, the game is over. Thanks, Whispered Bargain. The demonic piping's in play. Endless walkways and steps of black stone are the only routes which guide you to your destination. It's an impossible maze to navigate. Check the campaign log. If Gilman's journal is listed under Mementos Discovered, you're able to find your way. Otherwise, you become hopelessly lost. Each investigator must either move to the location to his or her left, or move the placement of his or her location once to the left, placing an empty space in the spot it previously occupied. A location cannot move more than once via this effect. Well, I don't have a location to my left, so I'm just going to move the hideous palace. And rather than shuffling that empty space into my deck to place another empty space to its right, I'm just going to swap the placement there. Agenda 2A. It awaits. The boundless demon sultan Azathoth, whose name no lips dare speak aloud, and who gnaws hungrily in inconceivable unlighted chambers beyond time amidst the muffled maddening beating of vile drums and the thin monotonous whine of accursed flutes. There's the same rule about locations being connected, there's the same rule about not removing doom, and it's a six doom threshold. We've got one doom on Azathoth. My encounter card is the end is nigh. Revelation, test, willpower one. This gets plus X difficulty where X is the current agenda number, so it's willpower three. If there is no agenda in play, X is four. If you fail, move each doom on each cultist enemy in play to Azathoth or place a doom on Azathoth if there is no cultist enemies in play. My willpower is four, five, six, so I'm three up. Do I commit anything from hand? I don't think so. a skull that's minus two that's a pass so if i were to get a clue first action second action i could uh, i could advance before the second action still have two actions left so first action let's investigate and the five six on three zero clue and i will spend that clue to advance we're at the hideous palace and we can advance palace of the old ones your steed carries you through the entryway of the nightmarish palace and you're surprised to find the halls inside to be as vast and cavernous as the empty space surrounding it. It is as though the doorway was but the threshold of another universe, as desolate and boundless as the last. Remove com cosmic ingress from the game. Shuffle location in play other than the hideous palace into the cosmos. Each investigator at those locations is left behind and is killed. Each enemy at those locations is shuffled into the top five cards of the encounter deck. Now, the FAQ has ruled on this, that it should say shuffle each empty space into its owner's deck and each location in play other than Hideous Palace into the cosmos. So we've got four empty space that go into our deck. 
which means we lose mind over matter being on the top of our deck. And into the cosmos go Dancer's Mist, Cosmic Gate, and one other cosmos which we've not seen. I'm just going to pause now and do all my shuffle-ups, because there's quite a lot to do. Okay, I think I've, I've done all of that. There's quite a lot of different shuffle-ups. So my deck shuffled up, and I've created seven more empty space. And I've created the Act 2 map. At the top, there's a lone cosmos. Then there's a row of three empty space. Then there's where I am. There's the hideous palace on the left, another empty space, and a cosmos on the right. And then there's another row of three blank empty space. And then there's another cosmos way down at the bottom middle. So quite a big map. One of those is the Court of the Great Old Ones. But I don't know which of those three cosmos it is. And I then need to draw the top card of the encounter deck. After shuffling my deck, Shortcut is the top card on my deck. And just before I draw that card, I'll read Act 2A in Azathoth's domain. Your bones shiver violently with the silent, still cold of this empty place. No light penetrates these black halls. No warmth reaches you. No breeze touches your skin. This must be what death feels like, you think morbidly. It's the same rule, an action to spend X clues to draw X, to put a cosmos location into play and move to it and shuffle the rest back in. And the objective now is two clues and we need to be at the court of the Great Ones to spend the clues to advance. A hand reminder, I have Rook, Mists, Split the Angle, Deny Existence, Emergency Aid, Knowledge is Power. I've got two actions left and I draw Ultimate Chaos. Revelation Test Willpower 4. If you fail, attach Ultimate Chaos to Azathoth. If you fail by two or more, take a damage and a horror. If you fail by three or more, it gains Surge, and it cannot be cancelled. And if there are three copies of Ultimate Chaos attached to Azathoth, discard them and put a Doom on Azathoth, or Azathoth attacks each Investigator in player order, also cannot be cancelled. So I think I will commit Split the Angle for plus two, making me a four, five, six, seven, eight on four. Tentacle, of course. So I fail, which attaches this to Azathoth. I fail by two or more, so I take a damage and a horror. And I fail by three or more, so it also surges. I'm at three damage and two horror. It surges into a mindless dancer. Six fight, five health, three evade. Spawn at the farthest empty space. So that'll either be in the top row of empty space or the bottom row of empty space, but over on the right-hand side. It's a hunter. It can enter empty space as if it were a location. And it has a forced effect that after it moves to an empty space via its hunter keyword, resolve its hunter keyword again, limit once per round. I'm wondering if that two resources I have, second action I play mists, again delaying getting rook into play. And third action, I just try and get another clue. The Mindless Dancer is going to hunt twice towards me. And next turn, I could get another clue. Or I just try and get two clues now. And we hold our powder dry. Second action, investigate. Three up. Minus one clue. We're at one clue. And I'll try again. Skull, that's minus two another clue. Enemy phase. The mindless dancer. It could hunt one up to a cosmos and then it would stop and next turn it would be able to hunt into the empty space between us and get to my location. Or it could hunt two across the bottom. 
So I'm going to do that because I'm hoping to run away. I draw a shortcut and reveal a premonition. I get a resource. I'm on three and two clues. And at the end of the round, the hideous palace goes back to four clues. It was on one. If I could have got another clue, that would have been great. The camera would have charged up, but it was unlikely. Mythos. Wow, this was a killer long turn, wasn't it? I place a doom, so we're at two of six. And my encounter card is an acolyte. Well, I could put this acolyte in the cosmos opposite me and first action spend two clues, which would move me into the space. Second action move to the acolyte. Third action kill the acolyte. Let's do that. First, we'll spend two clues. We have a pathway into void or a dancer's mist. So I will put the dancer's mist in the middle location and that's connecting to the right, which means I don't need to do anything. In so doing, I've shuffled an empty space into my deck and it reveals Mr. Rook on top of my deck. So if I were to spend the resource here, I could keep moving, which would get me to the Acolyte with only one action spent. I could shrivel the Acolyte action two and I could play Rook off the top of my deck. I'd still have a knowledge in power if I see a hound. I'm gonna do that. I'll spend a resource and keep moving. It is the court of the great ones, four shroud, six clues. At the end of the round, it refills to six clues and each location, void location has that shuffle ability. The acolyte engages me. Okay, that's incredibly lucky because with that mindless dancer down, I'm starting to feel quite intimidated. Second action, I shrivel. I'm an eight on three. It's an elder thing. That's a minus four. I still pass, but I take a horror, taking me to three horror. So I'm on three damage and three horror. I've got three health and five sanity left. The acolyte is dead and the doom is removed. Third action, I play Rook, costing me two off the top of my deck and revealing Ward, is protection, ward of Protection five. Do I tap Rook now? I do have a knowledge's power to kill the hound. If I could get something like uh, working a hunch, I'd have the resources next turn to just hunch, get a clue, and immediately advance. Let's do it. We've got to try and keep ahead. Searching nine. Ward, mind over matter, Renfield. Crack the case, 13th vision, shortcut. Premonition, astounding revelation, Hawkeye folding camera. I'll use the astounding revelation to go back to three secrets on Rook. I'll draw the 13th vision, and then what do I want from all of those other cards? Probably the Ward 5 even though it was on top of the deck. Mind of a matter would be good, shortcut would be good, premonition would be good, but they're not vital for keeping us alive now. If we were to draw another mindless dancer, we could just cancel it and make sure we don't get bogged down. I fear the mindless dancers. I really do. They are scary. Six fight is pretty rough, and the five health means that you're committing a lot of your turn to them. That is our three. I reveal working a hunch on top of my deck. So the Mindless Dancer, it could hunt to the right into Void, and that would mean it would move again into Void, it'd be one away from us. Or it could hunt up to Hideous Palace and it would stop. I think in this case we can pick either route, because either route leads it closer. But I'm not 100% sure on that, because if it was to hunt right, it would actually get another move. But if it were to hunt up, I'd basically be gaming it for it to be moving more slowly towards me. You know, you could argue that it's on my trail and it's gone to the hideous palace tracking me, but I'm going to move it along the bottom because I'm going to hope that we just advance. 
I draw that working hunch in upkeep and reveal a premonition. I go up to two resources and we hit three doom. My encounter card is ultimate chaos, which cannot be cancelled, importantly. I'm a four, five, six against four. I'll commit Mr. Rook seven against four. Dare I commit anything else? No. Seven against four it is. Elder Sign. Well, I'm definitely putting Hunch on top of my deck because I'll be able to get it more cheaply. And that is a pass. How do we want to proceed? It would be nice to have two actions spare to clear the 13th vision. But I think first thing we do is pay one with working a hunch and buy one of these clues. Oh, we need two clues to advance. It's a tour. Okay, well, we can still try and get clues. It's revealed Hawkeye folding camera. I'll pop premonition down and let's see if we can get a clue just straight investigating first action. It's a skull, so that's going to be a minus two. We could get a clue, yes. I'm going to tap Rook and search nine. If we see the Hound, I can still kill it with Knowledge's Power. If we see a Deduction, we can throw that in here and get more clues. And that will set us up for more movement. So we see Hawkeye Folding Camera, Crack the Case, Shriveling, Storm of Spirits, Eureka, Renfield, Working a Hunch, Mind Over Matter, Shortcut. I mean, maybe I take the Eureka and I throw that in. I actually don't need to throw it in, do I? Because I'm a five, six, six on four, and I'm about to pull a minus two. Maybe I just take the hunch, and it's a nice option for a cheeky clue later. It's a shame not to see another astounding revelation there, but so be it. It's probably in the void. My deck is feeling very slim now. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fourteen cards. And that reveals the Eureka on top of the deck. First action, investigate. Five, six with Crystalline Elder Sign. Minus two with this skull, getting me a clue. <gasps> I fail ties because of 13th Vision. I've got to throw something else in. What do I throw in? First action, I draw the Eureka. Second action, I throw that in for the investigate, revealing the black book, passing the test because I'm one up. And the top three cards I see with Eureka are black book, storm, and astounding revelation. Okay, that's nice. I'll take two resources this time, and I'll take... Do I want the Black Book? I think I take the Storm for needing to damage things. I'm about to discard a card, unfortunately. This got really complicated really fast. So this turn, I premonitioned, bought a clue with working a hunch, tapped Rook, drew Eureka, investigated. I have one action left, and I have the two clues top card of my deck is crack the case I can't use it off the top I'm gonna spend my two clues and advance because otherwise the mindless dancer hunts and hits us nucleus of the universe the winged creature lands on a winding walkway of black stone extending into a ceaseless horizon of pitched void it takes some prodding and encouragement before your steed continues onward even the most dreadful of beasts are terrified of this place it seems yet still you can hear the mindless chanting of those who dwell closest to the demon sultan, the maddening whining of the pipers, the monotonous drumbeats which thrum endlessly in your mind. So Hideous Palace is now removed from the game. Again, there's the FAQ entry, the empty space gets shuffled into the deck of the person it came from, and Cosmos locations get shuffled back into the Cosmos deck, leaving simply the Court of the Great Ones. 
I don't know why I keep saying great ones instead of great old ones. I think it's because I've been reading Dreamcast for Unknown Kadath, and that talks about the great ones and the elder gods, not the great old ones. It's kind of confusing. Each investigator who wasn't at the court of the great old ones is killed, and each enemy is shuffled into the top five cards of the encounter deck. I mean, if we're lucky here, we just cancel a mindless dancer with a ward, ward five, and we're sort of in a prettier place there. And then we take the Black Throne, the top three cards of the Cosmos, and we set up a new location placement. And then in player order, each investigator draws the top card of the encounter deck. So I'm going to pause again, do all of that setup. Okay, I managed that as well. The Act 3 map. We've still got that 9 by 9 grid in the middle, so picture that in your head. But now it's all empty space apart from the Court of the Great Old Ones. So there's three at the top, Court of the Great Old Ones, and two to the right of it, and three below it. We have four Cosmos locations. They are one at the very top, coming out of the middle of the grid, one at the very bottom, the same way, and then one and two on the right-hand side, one coming out of the top row, so the top row is empty space, empty space, empty space, Cosmos, and one out of the bottom row of that 3x3 three three grid, the exact same thing. Three empty space from left to right, and then a cosmos. I've shuffled up my deck and revealed Mind Over Matter on top of my deck. And all I need left to do is draw the top card of the encounter deck. But I'll read Act 3A, what must be done. You are close now. You can feel the churning and twisting of eons in the emptiness around you. Here, in the nucleus of all things the very centre of chaos itself, your objective and your ultimate fate lie at hand. For Norman, this journey has been one about a loss of belief in the rational, and this confirms more than anything else that human ideas about science, about laws of nature, are petty and irrelevant in the face of pure chaos. It has the same action ability, and it has an objective. If the lead investigator is at the Black Throne and there are no clues on it, advance. So far, we've got it right. So we got her 50% chance for the first one and a 33% chance for the second one. And we've nailed it both times, partly because we've just gone the straightest and simplest route. Now I'm expecting for this to be a little bit more demanding. We still have one action left, but we draw the top card of the encounter deck. It's Terror in the Night. Revelation test willpower 4. If you fail, put Terror in the Night into play next to the agenda deck. If you fail by 3 or more, it gains Surge. Our hand is Mists of Rulière, and then 7 events. Shortcut, Deny 5, Emergency Aid, Knowledge is Power, Ward, Working a Hunch, and Storm of Spirits. We have Rook with 2 secrets, a Hawkeye folding camera with 1 evidence, the Crystalline Elder Sign, and a three-charge Shriveling, and we've got three health and five sanity left. We also have Fate of All Fools and the 13th Vision in play. So for this test, we're two up, but we do fail on even. I'm not going to... Well, if I'm going to lose a card anyway, I may as well chuck something. What do I chuck, though? Maybe the Storm. So that's three up. It's a minus one. We pass. What do we do for our final action? We could buy a clue with this working a hunch. We could play Mists of Rulière for two. Means we're setting up a little bit more. We could 
play emergency aid for two and heal two damage. Kind of tempted by that. A little bit worried about getting hit by Azathoth and just getting wiped out. Do still have three shriveling charges and a knowledge's power which can target Mists of Relier in hand. Let's do it. Pay two, heal two, down to one health, uh, down to one damage, so five health left. Enemy phase nothing. Upkeep Rook readies and we draw the mists and we reveal knowledge's power on top of our deck. Go to two resources. We hit four doom, three on the agenda and one on Azathoth. And our encounter card is a world in darkness. Revelation, if there's no doom on Azathoth, it gains surge. Otherwise, for each doom on Azathoth, you must choose. Lose a resource, choose and discard a card from hand, take a horror, take a damage. So there's only one doom. It's definitely not worth cancelling this. We're short on resources, we're only on two. How about we just take a horror and put it on Mr. Rook? We could use Deny 5 here to take a damage and heal a damage off us. I don't think it's worth it. I think we save it for when we're getting really scared or when the damage we're taking is a lot greater. You know, even if we only heal one but we cancel three damage, that's a lot stronger than just using a one-for-one. One. So we'll do that. And at the end of the round, the Court of the Great Old Ones actually got two more clues. It's back to six. This turn, what do we do? We clear 13th Vision. It cost us a test. That's two actions. We tap Rook using a secret. Search 9, Knowledge is Power, Premonition, Banish, Vengeful Hound, Renfield, Banish, and two more cards, we only had eight left, Crack the Case and Mind Over Matter. I'm tempted to, say, take a Premonition. We can always Premonition at the end of the round. We've got an action now, so we could just kill the Hound. And that's our entire deck, what we just saw there, so no more Astounding Revelations, no more Economy like that. They must be hidden somewhere. Top card. Oh, we don't reveal top card. I should reshuffle because of the hound. We have seven cards in hand. Oh, what does the premonition reveal us? It's a minus two. Do we want to use a knowledge's power to kill this? No, we just use a normal shriveling charge. Kill the hound with that minus two. Revealing the top card of our deck. It's another knowledge's power. That's our turn. We draw the knowledge's power. Go to crack the case. Go up to three resources. Hit five doom. Now's the time to move on. It's a second terror in the night. Well, we're two up. I think we just go for it. Elder thing, minus four. So we're two against four now, which means we fail, but we don't fail by three or more. Is that right? Four, five, six? Yeah, minus four is two against four. We fail by two. So it doesn't gain Surge. There's one Terror in the Night now next to Azathoth, along with an Ultimate Chaos and a Demonic Piping. I don't feel too bad about that because we've got an Ultimate Chaos and a Terror in the Night in the discard pile. So the chance of them building up is, is kind of slim. We saw our whole deck then and saw that we didn't have a deduction. So I think we just need to get clues and move now. First action, Investigate. We're two up. Minus two, that is incredibly lucky. We'll quickly play the working a hunch, going down to one resource to get a second clue, and we'll spend those clues second action. And let's see where the Cosmos deck takes us. I'm not sure there's a best way of building out of this map. It might just be a case of working our way around. 
So I've seen a pathway into void. I think I've seen that every single time. And infinity of darkness. This is two shroud and a clue. You must either connect below or take two damage and connect to the bottommost revealed location in a direction of your choice. At the moment, the court is the bottommost revealed location, but that would be a two damage just to get to put it where we like. So I think I connect below and I put that down below us. I'm not going to read the resource action because... We don't have any resources now. There's only one clue here. So we grab the clue and either we then move back to the port. It reveals a crack the case. I mean, we could grab the clue and crack here for two. We've not played anything off our deck this turn. Let's investigate. Third action. Six on two. Zero. We get that clue. We also get an evidence on the camera. So now our intellect is up to seven. That's important, I think. And I will play Crack the Case for two resources. I could keep my powder dry and wait for a better location, but I think just using Crack the Case there and building up is good. And it reveals mind over matter, which in upkeep we draw. Our hand is now mists, ward, knowledge is power times two, mind over matter times two, a shortcut and a deny existence. Top card is an astounding revelation. Okay, there is one. Oh, it must have just got shuffled back. That's nice. We've got up to four resources. We've got four cards in our deck. Is it worth a rook charge just to get that astounding revelation? I don't know. We don't remove doom from enemies when the agenda advances. So we have four on the agenda. We go up to five and there's one on Azathoth. So we advance. Gnawing hungrily. Each cultist enemy commits ritual suicide discard each cultist enemy in play and move all doom from them to Azathoth. The lead investigator must search the encounter deck and discard pile for a copy of demonic piping and draw it. So I draw that. I think I hold on to my cancel if possible. It surges into a mindless dancer and I will spend one and play Ward of Protection 5 to cancel that mindless dancer, taking me up to 4 of 8 horror. In this oblivion outside time, nothing is as it should be. The mist dances and churns around you. Laughter mocks you from beyond, and out from the dark nebulae emerges a familiar wraith, a being which should be long dead. We need to check the campaign log. If we have the worn crucifix, we're all right, but we gave that to the lodge. So it attacks us. We take a willpower four test, and if we fail, we take a damage and a horror. The six on four... Minus two, pass. Oh, Agenda 3A, the final countdown. That leering, tittering Shantak coursed on impetuous and relentless, flapping its great slippery wings in malignant joy and headed for those unhallowed pits with a no dreams reach. Same rule about locations connected. And it also says, do not remove doom from enemies when this agenda advances. Beware, the scenario will not end when this agenda advances, but the doom of the world will be close at hand. It's eight doom, but we've got one on Azathoth, so we've got seven left. Our encounter card is a world in darkness. That's lose a resource, lose a card, take a horror, take a damage. We're going to lose one resource to that. This is only one doom. What do we do this turn? We could use the rook charge to get that Astounding Revelation and another card from our deck. Let's do that. We'll hit the Astounding Revelation, and the other cards are Renfield, Banish, and Banish. Let's take a Banish, because that would be incredibly useful 
on enemies. And Renfield is the top of the deck now. The revelation takes us up to five resources. <laughs> we have one clue. What do we do? We can shortcut up to the court, investigate a couple of times, and move on. We could shortcut up to the court, pay Renfield for one. I think we shortcut and try and get... If we even get one clue from the court, we've then got two clues to move on. So let's... Or the other option is we just spend a clue now and see what the one location we get is. But the risk there is that we take damage or horror. But Renfield has no secrets, so we could just put the damage or horror on... Rook, sorry, has no secrets. Yeah, let's do that. First action, spend a clue. Top Cosmos is Dancers Mist. It's the three shroud, two clue, one. You have to connect it to the right or lose two resources. Well, with pleasure we connect to the right and move there. Second action, do we just go down to this bottom Cosmos location that we can now reach? Renfield is still top on our deck. I think so. Oh, we can shortcut down there. I'll play the shortcut. It is Flight into Oblivion. It's two Shroud and a clue. Third action. We're going to need more clues, so let's investigate here. Seven on two. It's a Skull. That's a minus two. So we get the clue, and our camera has given us another sanity now. Okay, that I think was a good turn. We did... Clue, have we only done two actions? Clue got us to Dancer's Mist. Shortcut in here got us the clue. We've got one action left. We'll move back. Am I forgetting something? No. Wow. Norman, you powerhouse in, in the cosmos. Upkeep draws us that Renfield and reveals a Banish. We hit six resources. We go to two Doom of eight. And our encounter card is another Mindless Dancer. We can't do anything to get rid of this, but at least it spawns at the farthest empty space, which is somewhere in the top row. I'm going to put it just above the Court of the Great Old Ones, which I realise now should be back on six clues. That's fine. If it hunts down through all the revealed locations, the Court, the Infinity, the Dancers Mist, that's no bad thing. I think we try and get a clue here and we investigate and head over. a zero that's a clue should we try again these are pretty easy clues yeah let's do it minus three clue because we are a five six seven on three we're gonna lose a card but i don't think i mind that or i play mists for two get it down don't lose a card gives us more options if we're suddenly mobbed with enemies we can use knowledge's power to shrivel or to mists lots of options Enemy phase, the mindless dancer hunts down one and stops there. See, this is the thing, you know, in the, in the previous turn, I said it would go to the, the quicker route would be go empty space so that it could hunt again. But I just don't know which is right. Well, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to stick to it. So it hunts one to the right. It's hit an empty space, so it hunts one down. It's now directly above us. Upkeep, we draw that second banish. Our hand's looking nice. Double banish, double knowledge is power, double mind over matter, deny five and Renfield. The last card in our deck is another Crack the Case. We go to five resources and we hit three Doom of eight. Our encounter card is Mysterious Chanting. Place two Doom on the nearest cultist enemy. If there are no cultist enemies in play, search the encounter deck and discard pile for a cultist enemy and draw it. The encounter deck is getting thin. <laughs> I'll take a Wizard of the Order. I'll put it at the Cosmos that's two to the right from us. And I'm hoping that 
I could get a location, move in, and kill that Wizard of the Order promptly. Let's do this. First action, we'll spend two of our three clues to see Pathway into Void. My goodness. An infinity of darkness. So Pathway into Void, we can connect it anywhere, but when we enter, we have to discard a card or take a damage. Infinity of Darkness, we have to connect it below or take two damage and connect it in a... Oh, it would connect to the bottom most revealed, which is that location we popped into. So we'll take Pathway into Void. Our deck now has two cards in, uh, Crack the Case and another card. And I've revealed Crack the Case, so I don't know which it is. When I move into Pathway into Void, do I discard a card from hand or take one damage? I'll take a damage and I'll put it on Mr. Rook. He's on one and one. Second action, I'll move into the rightmost cosmos. It's another flight into oblivion. And the Wizard of the Order engages me. He has a doom on him. I've got eight cards in hand, so I'll use a Knowledge's Power on shrivel to shrivel this guy. I'm an eight on four. Zero. Dead Wizard of the Order. And with my last action, I think I try and get the clue here. And we're going to have to find a way around the Dancer next turn. Minus two, clue. Well, I have two clues at least. The Dancer could hunt down and it would hit a location. But if it hunts right, it would get another move and then it would be directly to the left of me. So it's going to do that. I mean, I'm sure I'll be corrected that that's way too harsh. But I've, now that I'm playing it that way, it feels unfair to change it kind of halfway through. So I draw the crack of the case and reveal a shriveling on the top of my deck. Well, that is nice. Go up to six resources. That shriveling must have been an empty space. We hit four of eight doom. We've seen two of the four final locations, which is good. Our encounter card is another mindless dancer. Well, that spawns all the way up at the top. How do we want to approach this? We want to move to this mindless dancer and evade it using mists, which would move us to dancer's mist. That would be one, two actions, and then we've still got two clues, so we could spend those clues and try and head upwards. Alternatively, we move to the Mindless Dancer and shrivel twice. We'd be four, five, six, seven, eight on six. Not great. Or we play a Banish on one of these Mindless Dancers. I could move to it, banish it, and put it back where I am. And then it's behind me, basically. And I could then try and head up to the next location, and we'll sort of see where we go from there. First action, I'm definitely moving in, and it engages me. The reason I'm pausing about my mists plan, so I could now mists, and that would move me across to Dancer's Mist, which is nice. And I've got two clues, so I could try and find a location, but the only way to go is up, and that means the other Mindless Dancer could come and hit me there, because it's it would move once across the top row, and once down onto my location. So that actually brings me too close to the other Mindless Dancer which is why I'm wondering about banishing this one behind me and heading up in the right-hand row, which this, the Mindless Dancer 2, can't reach. So let's give it a go. I'll pay 2 and banish. My agility is 2 because of the Crystalline Elder sign, but this uses willpower instead. My willpower is 4, 5, 6, so I'm a 6 on 3 evading, and I think I okay, commit the other banish to be a 7 on 3. It is an elder thing. I succeed. That's a minus four. So I'm a three on three. I get to move this to any location in play. I'll move it to 
the flight of oblivion right at the bottom the one that i checked first and because i revealed an elder thing that enemy doesn't ready this upkeep feels positive move banish spend two clues infinity of darkness and dancers mist so infinity of darkness is two shroud one clue connect below or take two damage and connect to the bottom most and Dancer's Mist connect to the right or lose two resources and connect to an adjacent location in a direction of your choice. Connect to an adjacent location. Does that mean connect it so that it's adjacent? Or does that mean pick an al- a location that is adjacent to my location and connect to that? Connect it to an adjacent location in a direction of your choice? Oh yeah, so other ones say you must connect above and this says you or connect to an adjacent location. So I'm going to connect this above me so that it's adjacent to me. I think I'm getting that right. Shuffle one card into my deck. I was shuffling it with the shriveling face up. Uh, Keep going until I forget which is which. And it's still shriveling on top. And I move into it and it has two clues. Oi, 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 oi. Enemy phase. Mindless Dancer 1 doesn't even ready. Mindless Dancer 2 hunts into empty space along the top, and then hunts down so it's one adjacent to me. It's to the left. Upkeep, I draw that shriveling and reveal a Hawkeye folding camera, and I go to three resources. We hit five doom, and my encounter card is an Acolyte. Well, I think I do a similar thing. I put that in the cosmos that is up one and right one from me, and I hope I can get there and kill it. At what point do we... Stop caring about spending two clues and just switch to a one clue thing. There's only five Cosmos left in the deck. We could take a clue, do a Cosmos thing, move to the Acolyte, kill it. So that would be first action investigate, seven on three. Elder sign, I'll leave the Hawkeye folding camera on top of my deck because there's nothing else I'm going to play gets me a clue. Second action, spend that one clue. It's infinity of darkness. Collect below or take two damage and connect to the bottommost revealed location in a direction of your choice. I can't connect below because there's something there. So I just put this down way at the bottom next to the mindless dancer. I think that's right. And now it looks like I'm going to definitely take a hit from the mindless dancer to the left of me. So for the final action, I investigate again. It's an elder thing, that's a minus four. I still pass and I get a clue. In the enemy phase, the mindless dancer engages me. He does a damage and a horror to Rook and one to me. So I've got four health left and Rook is defeated. In upkeep, I draw that Hawkeye folding camera. I go to four resources, and we hit five Doom on the agenda, six on Azathoth, seven on the Acolyte. My hand is two mind over matter, a knowledge is power, a deny existence, Renfield shriveling and Hawkeye folding camera, and a crack the case. I just realised I could have cracked the case when I got the second clue here. I'll retcon that I did that. It's not like I drew it. That takes me up to seven resources. Our encounter card is Whispered Bargain. Place a Doom on Azathoth or Azathoth attacks us. We'll put a Doom. It means we're advancing next turn, but so be it. We don't want to take the attack. I think we try and evade this Mindless Dancer. We spend our clue and see where we end up. 
and we go from there. So first action using mists to evade, nine on three. Zero, evaded. We can move somewhere, but the only place we're connected to is the pathway into void below us. And I just don't think it's worth it. Spend a clue, revealing another of infinity of darkness. I can't connect below, so I take two damage and connect it way down at the bottom. That takes us up to four damage. Uh-oh. Maybe we should have used that mist's move. Last action, what do we do? Well, when we hit eight doom, is Azathoth going to attack us? Just in case, I'm going to play Renfield for two, and I'll tap him and put a doom on him to get a resource, just because I can. Enemy phase. The first mindless dancer is hunting towards us. It's two away. The second mindless dancer doesn't do anything, but in upkeep engages us. We also need to shuffle up our deck and draw a card. It's water protection five, and we reveal Rook on the top of our deck. Our hand is Hawkeye shriveling, and then deny five, ward five, two mind over matters, and a knowledge is power. We go to six doom on the agenda, two on Azathoth, and one on Renfield and the Acolyte, so 10 of eight and we advance. The Acolyte commits suicide and is discarded, moving Doom onto Azathoth, this three. We need to search for a copy of Demonic Piping and draw it. So when we draw it, I will spend one to play Water Protection five, cancelling all of the card's effects and discarding it, and then taking a horror, which I place on Renfield, killing him. There is no longer an agenda deck, but the scenario is not over. Until the end of the scenario, Doom that would be placed on the current agenda is instead placed on Azathoth, and all Doom in play is considered to be on Azathoth. You come across another circle of Azathoth's worshippers, led by a hooded, shapeless form which holds an ancient lantern high above its head. The lantern's dim grey light scarcely pierces the realm's darkness. Somehow the phantom is familiar to you. If we had the Cornhusk doll, a very good thing would happen. Otherwise... Nothing happens. Well, I'm glad we cancelled the demonic piping because having the piper come out now would be ghastly. One action now, one option of our path now is to evade this mindless dancer moving down, move on to the other mindless dancer and evade it. And when we evade it, we then are slowly heading back round to the court of the great ones. And if we can then at the court just get some more clues, we'll sort of forge a different path up. We've got four space, so right at the top there's a cosmos, then there's the three empty space and another cosmos, and then there's our row, which is Court of the Great Ones, Void, and Dancer's Mist from left to right, and then the next row below us there's another four locations with a mindless dancer lurking down there. Our encounter card is Fate of All Fools. Uh, we'll take two direct damage and we'll play Deny Existence and heal two damage, taking us back to two. Phew. The real issue is we have no clues here. We've got to find a way of getting them. So first action evade, using mists on this mindless dancer. Nine on three. That is a tentacle. Choose and discard a card from our hand. I'll take a mind over matter. I'll try again, second action. Minus two, evaded. Do we want to move? 
If we move, we could go down into Pathway into Void. We would have to discard a card, probably the other Mind Over Matter or the camera. And last action, we could play Rook off the top of our deck. We would take a hit from the Mindless Dancer, but we can just about survive it. So that free move was second action. The other option is we do third action move to the Mindless Dancer, and we Knowledge as Power this Mindless Dancer to keep us moving back round to the Court of the Great Old Ones. And when we enter there, we need to discard a card, so we lose the Hawkeye Folding Camera. Hmm. We're just getting such a wall of enemies, basically. The two Mindless Dancers are pinning us down. We play Rook, because then this Mindless Dancer hits us. We only end up taking a damage, because Rook takes a damage in a horror. So that costs us two. Rook comes into play with three secrets. Nice, thick, clean deck. Banish is the top of the deck, and we tap Rook. Nine. Banish. Banish. Eureka. Storm. Emergency aid. Deduction. Premonition. Astounding revelation. Mr. Rook. The astounding revelation gives us another secret. I think we take the deduction. We head back to the court, hit two clues there. Or we next turn just do a deduction here and get two clues. This is a four shroud, two clue location. This is getting tough, right? Top of our deck is a premonition. Enemy phase, the mindless dancer moves and hits us. Rook takes a damage and a horror. We take a damage, we're back to three of six. We draw the premonition and reveal a knowledge is power and the other mindless dancer readies. Azathoth goes up to four doom, 10 kills us. And Skulls are still minus two, so after this point, Skulls are going to get worse. Our encounter card is an Acolyte. If we put this to the left of us, we could evade with Mists, moving to the Mindless Dancer, uh, moving to the Dancer's Mist, kill with Knowledge's Power, head on round. Or we put this way up in the Cosmos, and our plan would be evade, not moving, investigate, We've got to move. We've got to head round because that other mindless dancer is such an issue. So I'll put this to the left of me, the acolyte on dancer's mist. First action, spend a mist's charge, try to evade the mindless dancer. It's a zero. It's evaded and it gives us a free move to dancer's mist where we engage the acolyte. Spend a shriveling charge, try to shrivel the acolyte. an elder thing we still pass killing the acolyte but we take a horror we're up to five horror of nine last action move to infinity of darkness we're one below the court and i'll tap mr rook and search nine knowledge is power storm eureka working a hunch crack the case astounding revelation split the angle astounding revelation banish the astounding revelation let's have another Secret. I'm tempted to take the working a hunch. We could potentially buy three clues from Court of the Great Old Ones, or two with a deduction, move on, and then buy one somewhere else. We know that all three astounding revelations are in our deck, but we've now seen two. So I guess we just we use them for secrets, we power on with them. And reveal the third astounding revelation on top of our deck. That is a shame. Enemy phase. The mindless dancer that is ready hunts into the empty space and then hunts down to dancer's mist it's one behind us and the other mindless dancer then readies in upkeep we draw the astounding revelation and go to five resources and azathoth hits five doom skulls are minus three now 
Our encounter card is Terror in the Night, and we're two up on this. Minus three, we fail, but it doesn't surge because we've only failed by one. Top card of my deck is working a hunch. Sorry, I forgot to say. So first action, move to the Court of the Great Ones. Spend one to hunch, revealing a banish. Second action, investigate committing deduction. We're a five, six, seven, eight on four. It's an elder thing, that's a minus four. It's a pass, three clues. Third action, ooh. We can get hit by a Mindless Dancer, so let's spend two of our three clues and do a Cosmos. Top two are Flight into Oblivion, connect above or take two horror and connect to the topmost revealed location and direction of your choice. And Dancer's Mist, which is connect to the right, or lose two resources and connect to an adjacent location in a direction of your choice. Hmm. If we connect above, it's only got one clue here, but we've got a clue. So we could then hope to just fill in this space. Oh, I've forgotten that there's that sweet void action. <laughs> Shuffle it into the cosmos and move each investigating enemy that was at this location to quarter the great ones. I could have done that ages ago and saved about a turn moving around. Okay, so I'm just going to take flight into oblivion, connect it above me. Shuffle whatever that card was into my deck. I get to move there last action. and It does have a clue here. I've got one action left. I did Deduction, Void Ability. Top card of my deck is another Mr. Rook. We should definitely tap Mr. Rook for nine. Rook, Crack, Banish, Crack, Knowledge is Power, 13th Vision, Split the Angle, Emergency Aid, Shortcut. Hmm. I'm just wondering, we've only got two Cosmos locations left. At least we know that one of them just connects to the right. That will get us to the topmost cosmos. And then there's another empty space that we'll be needing to... So maybe we take the shortcut. Last action, we spend a clue and gamble that it goes right. And we shortcut into the topmost location. Let's do that. The dancers are lined up to just race through the void that we left in the middle of the map. And attack us. I've got it. I can't believe I forgot that void location. that I could shuffle it and rebuild. Because it's going to reach a point where I'm going to need to do that just to get to a position where I have enough Cosmos locations to get where I need to be. Okay, I reveal Premonition off my deck. Last action, I spend a clue. There's only two Cosmos. I only get to see one, and it is Dancer's Mist. I got the right one. I connect to the right. It has two clues. I get to move there. Shuffle that empty space. Wow, the amount of shuffling in this scenario. Can you imagine if you're playing this scenario with Mandy as well? Revealing premonition again. And I spend that shortcut I just grabbed to move up. Please be the Black Throne. It is the Black Throne. Yes. It is one shroud and two clues. The ultimate knighted throne of the demon Azathoth in the formless central void. It gets plus X shroud where X is half of the doom on Azathoth. He has five and it's rounded up, so that's three. So it's shroud four and has a haunted effect. Place a doom on Azathoth or Azathoth attacks you. We just need no clues here. I'm going to spend two straight away. Buy one of those two clues with my working a hunch. Come on, we need one clue and we win. Hold it together. Enemy phase... There's one mindless void that's just three locations below me, so it hunts into void and hunts up the dancer's mist. 
there's another one that just hunts one up to another dancer's mist and stops. We draw the premonition and reveal a banish. We go up to three resources. We place a doom on Azathoth, he's on six, and our encounter card is Ultimate Chaos. I'll play the premonition and see how bad this is gonna be. It's an elder thing, which is gonna be a minus four. So I would be a six on four, that would make me a two on four, which would be a damage and a horror. If I commit shriveling, I'd just be a one on, uh, be a three on four, which I'll do. It does attach to Azathoth, but it doesn't gain surge. I don't take damage, and there's two copies there. A premonition again. It's a minus three. My intellect is five, six with the elder sign, seven with the folding camera. Seven minus three is four, but I have the 13th vision in play, which means I fail ties. So I will commit Astounding Revelation and first action investigate five, six, seven, eight against four, minus three, it's five against four, clue. I'm at the Black Throne. There are no clues, so I advance. The end. You stand on a precipice before the Black Throne and gaze up at the blind, voiceless monstrosity that is Azathoth. The mere sight of it causes your vision to blur and your body to shake uncontrollably. The monotonous piping is so loud now, it rattles your bones and nearly causes you to vomit from the force upon your insides. Blood drips from your eyes and your ears. Should Azathoth awaken, it will devour every world that ever was. You must act now before it is too late. We need to check the campaign log. If at least two of the following are true, we go to resolution two. Accept fate, mesmerizing flute under mementos and ritual components under mementos. Or if at least two of the following are true, rejected your fate, scrap of torn shadow and wisp of spectral mist are under mementos. Well, we did reject our fate, but we have no mementos. So we go to resolution four. You have reached the knighted throne of Azathoth, but there is no easy way to reach the creature from here. And even if you did, you're not sure what you could do to stop it. You cannot kill it, and even attempting to harm it would be only risk stirring it. Desperate, you turn to Kaziah's black book for answers. A quill appears in your hands as you open the tome, and a voice from beyond reaches your ears. Sign it with your blood. Take a new secret name, and your desire shall become truth. You and your world will be spared. You know it is the voice of evil, the voice Walter Gilman heard, which surely led to his demise, the voice which seduced Keziah Mason and led to this path in the first place. But what other choice do you have? It must be done, proceed to resolution five, or I refuse, proceed to resolution one. Norman knows it must be done. Pricking your arm with the quill, you sign in blood. We need to record that Azathoth slumbers for now, that we sign the Black Book of Azathoth, that we earn experience equal to the victory X value of each card in the victory display, which is, I think, zero, but we get a bonus 10, and we get two physical and two mental trauma. The investigators win the campaign? Question mark. And then in the epilogue, in your dream, a tall man approaches. His grin is full of malice. It is time to pay your due, he announces. You got what you wanted. Now it is my turn. 
So what happened for us learning the secrets of old? Nothing. We got busted. Well, that's a shame. But it's not a shame, because that counts as a win in my book. And Norman can survive two mental and two physical trauma. He's, he's got the, uh, the cojones to keep it. So yeah, we've done it. That is the end of The Circle Undone with Norman Withers. Phew. Take a breath, because that was brutal. Thanks very much for listening. Next up is The Dream Eaters. I need to work out who I want to play on each side. If you have thoughts, let me know, of course. If there are things you'd like more of in this series, you're really welcome to let me know. This is a great time to get in touch and say it would really help my listening experience if you did X or Y, because I'm between series and I can kind of practice and prepare. Thanks very much for listening, for following along with this journey. If you want to throw a couple of coins our way in gratitude, we're on Patreon. Just search for Drawn to the Flame on Patreon and you can get in touch with us with Drawn to the Flame podcast at gmail.com and I'm FB, that's E-P-H underscore B-E-E on Twitter and I'm around the places Zooey Glass and Zozo. Thanks very much for listening. Bye.